The Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. You found The Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874, the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina on site with me here at the Carson City Saloon. Shirtless Tom back behind the glass in the studio. Joe Rokicki turning the knobs over here. And get your get get your hand off my leg. Tell your kids. Me or him. You're good. Okay. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. Fat Jack of FatJackSports.com joins us now on the Crowley Show. Steelers are off, so... If you're a Steelers man, time to throw some money around and time to just enjoy football without the stress that is the awful 0-1-1 Pittsburgh Steelers. <clears throat> Pardon me. Fat Jack, what's up, pal? I mean, they're off till Monday, I guess. I mean, they're not off forever. Ah, right? it, it seems like forever whenever you have to work 14 hours on a game day. No, that's true. But, yeah, there's still a lot of places we're going to be able to make some money this weekend. And, yeah, we, um, we're ready for a big weekend. The Last week was actually one of those, it's really, really a satisfying weekend last week. We didn't make a whole lot of money, but we didn't lose either. And that's, that's as important long term as winning a bunch because what the average guy typically does last week is lose a bunch. I mean, there's, there's always the guy that's going to walk up and he goes, there's nothing about a line and say, hey, give me Alabama. Uh, I don't even know what a line is. I'll take Alabama. And they were rewarded. But besides that guy, and that guy will give it back because Alabama's not going to cover 11 or 12 times in a row. Um, but besides that, a lot of people got hammered last week betting on games. At the Sharks got beat. Uh, normal people, the Squares got beat. Um, we did not. We won a little bit of money last week, and that was good because the one thing about my service, we don't have really bad weeks. We typically either have small winning weeks, a small losing week here and there, and then really good weeks. Last November we had 11 and 0, 9 and 1, 9 and 2, 9 and 1. That was our November. And we'll have a lot of those type weeks uh, throughout the course of the year. But though, if, you, if you're surrounding those with, you know, five and nines or two and eights, you're having to dig your way out of holes. We don't do that. So go to FatJackSports.com. The best part about it is we can talk about weeks specifically because everybody gets exactly the same selections. Had Cleveland, had over last night. With over did not get there. Cleveland did. So, um we're going to turn a huge profit going into the weekend. We're going to have a big weekend. The baseball selections won again last week. It's a very good time to get signed up. Get every single selection. You're going to turn a profit. I've won 18 of the last 19 years. They're texted to your cell phone. They're emailed to you, and you will turn a profit. $199 for everything through the end of the month. $599 everything through Halloween. Save money with the longer packages. Add basketball right now. It works out to about $100 a month when you add basketball selections to get consistent winning selections playing the games against the spread. And if you're from your part of the country, any place in the Northeast, as well as Pittsburgh, from Pennsylvania, from New Jersey, from New York, um, anywhere up there, when you sign up for a month or longer, I'm going to bump your package up to the next highest package. So sign up for a month, you get two months. Sign up for two months, you get three. Sign up for the season, you get the first month of basketball for free. As long as your address is any place up there in the Northeast, Go to FatJackSports.com today and get signed up and see what consistent winning selections will do to your bottom line. FatJack, before we get into any of the other games, I am interested in your thoughts on Steelers-Buccaneers. Steelers favored by a point and a half. 
The Bucks are 2-0. and They're lighting people up on the scoreboard, and they played a tough schedule. They got the Saints. They got the Eagles that they beat. The Steelers 0-1-1. The tie, of course, coming to the Cleveland Browns, who are better than they've been, but they're still the damn Cleveland Browns. So what do you do with a game like that, where there's an underperforming team that comes in against an overachiever, and then you've got the line that favors the team that had been underachieving? Yeah, you... We, we, we go over this a bunch, but you never can look in the rearview mirror and see what happened six or seven days ago because you're never as good as you appear and you're never as bad as you appear. You worry a little bit about the psyche of this Steeler team because they do look like a team that could unravel. But typically what happens is the general public views a team, a football team, a pro football team, like they would view themselves, all right? Guy's out driving a truck for a living, and he thinks, well, if I was in that situation, I'd be freaking out right now if I didn't have – you know, my players, and da 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 And so that creates value because they bet based on how they would react. When the reality is pro athletes, especially pro football players, do not react like normal people do to those situations. So when the ball is snapped and when things go off in the game, they, they perform and they do better than the general public guy would do as if he would ever be in that situation. So... You're getting value playing the Steelers, and that's why the numbers won. You, people are like, what is going on? Tampa's quarterbacks look great. They're at home. How is how are the Steelers a point favorite? Well, they're a favorite because you're never as bad as you appear. You're never as good as you appear. And the Steelers, top the bottom, are, are 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 better than the Tampa Bay. As stupid as that sounds, especially for you guys who are so close to everything going on with Pittsburgh, and you're 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 focusing on all the negative things. You're going to only see that. But the reality is Pittsburgh top to bottom is better than Tampa. They should be a point favorite. I play value in the NFL. I'm not going to play uh, Alabama simply because they're out of control freight train because it creates bad habit when you do that. So I will either steer clear and not play the game or I would play uh, A&M because they have value on their side. So I'm not saying I'm going to play Pittsburgh, but absolutely they're the right side because you're getting more points in that spot because the general public's going to line up and play Tampa Bay. Vegas knows that the guy's setting the line, so they're going to move this line closer to Tampa Bay than it really should be. Pittsburgh should be more like a three-point favorite if weren't the off-the-field stuff going on with Pittsburgh, because top to bottom, their lineup's better than what Tampa Bay is. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show, as he does every single Friday at 5 o'clock. In that vein, Buffalo's been the worst team in the National Football League this year. Coming into the season, a lot of people thought that they'd be the worst team in the league this year. They're playing one of the best teams this year, and a team that a lot of people thought was going to be one of the best teams this year in the Vikings. The point spread, as big as you really see it in the NFL, 16.5 points the Vikings are favored by. That's one of those games you stay away from, Fat Jack? Yeah, you stay away from it because normally when you get up over two touchdowns, that's about as high as the NFL can make a line. And so you can see the, the Buffalo Bills being blown out of this thing. They have not even really been competitive, especially in week one. But Minnesota, you know, you can see them coming a little bit flat as well. There's better spots. I like Washington at home over Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers, even if he plays, is not anywhere near 100%. He's one hit away from being out. And that knee injury is going to catch up with him. And even uh, probably this week, Washington coming off a bad performance. I think that they actually win straight up at home. And um, look for the Oakland Raiders to go. And I've had I had Miami against the Jets. 
I've been riding the Miami Dolphins. I've released them a couple of different times, but I think this is a bad spot for them as well. Look for Oakland to be much more competitive this week and probably win on the road at Miami, where a lot of the general public will ride what they've been seeing in week one and week two and dig themselves a hole going into these Sunday night, Monday night games. Those are two better spots. I would have trouble playing Buffalo plus all the points or giving a whole bunch of points uh, against the Buffalo Bills team where that's probably where you should play because nobody can go to the window and say, yeah, sign me up for the Buffalo Bills and their quarterback dumpster fire. <laughs> Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Last one here for you in the NFL. Uh, Broncos at Ravens. Broncos 2-0, and and I don't know if they're any good. I mean, that, that's that's the NFL right now, I think. You're 2-0, don't know if they're any good. The Ravens, good defense. They're favored by 5.5. Uh, they lose last week, uh, but they've got a little extra rest coming off a of Thursday night. Uh, what are you looking for there? Yeah, I've got. I've already released six games for Saturday and four for Sunday, and I've got more coming, especially on Sunday. This is not one of those games because this is a game because you don't know about either team. The the Ravens have been incredibly inconsistent. Look really good in Week One, not so much after that. And the Broncos, you really don't know what you're getting because it's been about their opponent. Now they go on the road. Uh, you make me play the game. I play the, the Ravens here, but it's a wait and see. There's a lot of good games on Sunday that we're going to make a ton of money at FastJackSports.com, but that's not one of them. So uh, I would definitely steer clear of that one. Uh, I like the Bengals. I, I think Carolina is absolutely an aging defense. They, uh, they're giving up over five yards per run and seven yards per pass. If you can't stop the run or the pass in the NFL – I don't care what you've done in week one or week two. You can't stop the Cincinnati Bengals, who the only yards they've been giving up have been after they've been burying people in the first half. So um, that that game, unless something happens that hasn't – we have not seen any sign that Carolina's aging defense will be able to stop anybody. Um, Cincinnati's going to win that game. So that's a better spot as well. Like I say, I'm trying to give you games I'm not going to release, but I don't want to also just throw out things that people will jump on. But, yeah, I don't – I don't. Denver, Baltimore is a wait and see, but Cincinnati certainly should beat up on Carolina. Yeah, that's that's good, uh, Fat Jack. That's that's one of the reasons I asked the question because there's some games that I'm thinking uh, you're going to have people who are oh, well, Baltimore's at home, but you don't want to go into a game where you don't really know about either team and, and start throwing money down. Uh, let's kind of reverse that's, the. What's, go yeah, ahead. that's how you dig yourself whole. That's right. how the general public loses money, and then that's why they'll have an eight and two. They'll be like, yeah, I'm eight and two, but in the back of their mind, say, yeah, but I'm even on the year. That's how, that's how general public never makes money, and they're in that 96%. I don't have the dig holes that I have to dig out of because I know where to steer clear of the game. So that's why signing up gets you on the right side of the game. So, Vatchek, I'm interested in this one on Saturday. Notre Dame at Wake Forest. Wimbush has looked shaky, to say the least, for Notre Dame, but they're 3-0. and They're a top-10 team in the country, but they're on the road against a team that plays pretty good defense. Uh, Notre Dame favored by seven. All right, so I'm going to give you a little insight here. I, I, you know, having a kid in college, I, he has friends that are in college, and I, I, will, I know for a fact that there were at least two starters and a kid that plays a lot that were at a party in South Bend out until about 3 o'clock in the morning last Friday night before Notre Dame's home game. So if they're not going to enforce curfew at Notre Dame, then they're going to drop a game to somebody that they're not supposed to. So, I'm, listen, I'm not playing Notre Dame until they get a hold of their curfew up there. And I, I actually like the other side of this game here because I think that's why the number is seven. I, I think that, that uh, and the young quarterback, Wake Forest, is going to get better every week as well. They've got a lot of parts that can keep them in games. 
But I will tell you that I, there's people in South Bend that are paying attention to who's showing up at parties and who's not. And if they're not going to enforce curfew, they're going to drop a game or two they're not supposed to. And if I'd known that before kickoff, I would have unloaded a lot of money. Because just because I, there's two or three of them at one party, there are probably two or three at another party, you get half your starting lineup out at two or three in the morning the day before a game, they're going to have trouble covering numbers on Saturday. So um, that's, that's information you're only going to see here. But that, that happened last week. And if it happens on a consistent basis, you're going to end up dropping a game you're not supposed to. I love it. Uh, Fat Jack, one more question for you. Not related, but well, we were talking about this in the last segment. Uh, American Pie came on my radio as I'm driving in today to do my show and it's not a song that i'm ever going to play i'm never going to pick it but when it comes on i'm leaving it on you got any songs that you're not putting in your rotation but if it comes on you're not turning it off cats in the cradle yeah um because I, my dad was horrible the horrible father um and so that one and um there's a lot of the day the music died uh, that's your song you just said. Let me think about some other ones. But I have a bunch of I have a real eclectic music, um, being from Oklahoma. I like uh, Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang by Ted Nugent. I won't turn that off. <laughs> it comes on. Um, uh, anything by Ozzy Osbourne that's old school. So, nice. I mean, I, it goes way, I go way back. So um, I went to Monsters of Rock. My wife threw a bra on stage when we were younger. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I can hit all of them, and then I also also some country stuff too. So yeah, I, I, I've got some eclectic stuff. So I don't turn the channel; I'm too lazy. So, Fat Jack, appreciate the time, man. Go win some money this week, and I know you will. Get signed up, guys. FatJackSports.com. We're gonna have a huge card this weekend. Everybody gets the same picks, and until next week, guys. Happy gaming. I'll talk to you next uh, Friday. Be good. Thanks a lot, buddy. That's FatJack, FatJackSports.com. I haven't even broached country yet. I didn't no, even, I won't. I know you guys I won't. won't. Touch it either. No. I'll tell you what. If any Kenny Chesney song comes on. Come on. Any one of them. Come on. Any one of them. You know what it does to me, though? It harkens me back to college. The only country song. No, oh, no. Friends in Low Places? No. Country Roads. John Denver. I love it. Does that count as country, though? That. Is that, yeah, yeah, it does. That might be more folk. I don't okay, know. I but he, folk. Okay, so that's real country? It says country in the song. That's real country. <laughs> I'm talking about today's pop country, baby. No, no. You no. mean soda country. You mean today's pop. Country. No. Coming up next, I'll tell you what day it is. Ozzy Osbourne, though. Good Perfect pick by one. Fat Jack. A little bark at the moon. You know yeah. what? Mama, I'm coming home. Oh, oh yeah. Every time I'm leaving that bad boy yeah, Sometimes I might be in tears by the end of that song sometimes. Yes. Like, full disclosure. Mama, oh, mama, I'm coming home. Coming up next, I'll tell you a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their juggernaut offensively. It's also the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. And as I mentioned, I'll tell you what day it is. It's a Crowley Show. He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Coming up at 540, we got Jenna Lang, who covers the Buccaneers for ESPN. She's going to tell us a little... Thing or two about the defense because I don't know enough about the Buccaneers defense. I do know that their offensive numbers are staggering. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Plus the great unsponsored 
football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. First, though, Friday tradition that we're going to continue all season long with our buddy Paul Dog, who will give us a wrap to get us geared up for Steelers and whomever this week, Steelers and Buccaneers. Paul Dog, yo, man, what's going on, dude? Uh, AC, just talking to shirtless T, Baltimore Bees with you, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us this week, homie? Hey, I, I, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's, good. we gotta have to change that for next week, but, uh, the, uh, wait, wait, you played hockey, right? Poorly, yeah. He tries. He was a goalie, right? No. Oh, for some reason I thought he was a goalie. I was thinking of, uh, like... Well, Brian um, was a goalie in lacrosse. I was a goalie in lacrosse, yeah. Oh, lacrosse. Well, then, you know, there's, like, the five-hole phenom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Doug, where are you from? Well, I want to learn more about you before you rap. I need to I need to know you inside and out, partner. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, I'm, I'm from the, uh, the friendly city of Wheeling. I mean, you got a lot of Wheeling uh, people that call you. And you know what's funny is I don't know any of them. <laughs> we're all mysteries. We're, we all don't know each other, which is pretty funny in a small city. You, you need to have a wheeling chapter of the Adam Crowley fan sh- fan club. You do, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time about you, and and I'm trying to get everybody on board that I know. You know, <laughs> we're bigger in Wheeling than we are in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Go Mountaineers. What do you got for us, rap wise, Paul Dog? Okay, well, I'm brewing some uh, alphabet soup. I think it's good to take a taste right now. Okay, so let's get. We gotta. I uh, gotta get into this. Gotta get everybody some spoons here. Okay, let's do this. Gotta get in there. Zero, one, and one. Steelers, we need this. This is what AB's talking about. Let's get it. Let's do it. Here we go. Buccaneers meeting lawless. No leadership, not flawless. We have something like that called the Pirates, and they don't give a sh- simmer down. I heard you wanted to be called the Clowns, but you thought Cleveland was going to take that name, but instead they called themselves the Browns. Hey, you got uh, Winston number threes and lights? When he's full flavored, he can't stay out of trouble. You got to read him his rights. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, trust me, bro. You can't always get what you wish. You better watch your back, fish. Squirrel Master won't be there for you all the time. And where's uh, Fitzmagic in all this rhyme? <laughs> Looking like Conor McGregor or a pimp out Undertaker. <laughs> uh, he seems to be playing like a wizard compared to our uh, interception lizard. <laughs> yes. So, all right, okay. <laughs> Let's be serious now. Listen here. You think you're somebody because you've got a ring? <laughs> hey, listen, man. No one respects you unless you win two. That's the thing. T.J. Watt, going to rack up some sacks, going to sound like Mario Brother coins. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> when the smoke clears, you're going to rub your eyes. And the terrible towels will be flying in the Tampa Bay skies. Peace. Yeah! yeah. <laughs>
All right, Paul's <laughs> like, be good. You go introduce yourself to Mr. Richard and Adam down there in Wheeling, and we'll catch up with you next week, buddy. Hey, one more thing, Adam. Uh, with your driving uh, uh, music, I want to add Firewoman to that by the cult. I can't. Oh, that's that. a good one. Yeah, Paul Dog. Uh, no Solid contribution. That, so I wanted to get that one in, and uh, have a good weekend, guys. Take it you easy. You too, man. Thanks a lot. That's Paul Dog. We got him every single Friday when we're out here at the Carson City Saloon. Bud Light Happy Hour starting up in a half hour here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Let me get into the Buccaneers a little bit before we get to the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. I'll drop some knowledge here. The Buccaneers are amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that isn't that they're a great football team, but it's amazing that they're having the success that they are. Ryan Fitzpatrick's the GOAT. I mean, when he's playing well, he plays as well as anybody who's ever played the game. Listen to these numbers for good old Fitzmagic. 78% completion percentage through two games. Eight touchdowns to one interception and a balmy quarterback rating of 151.5. Here's the thing, though. Not even close to the craziest stat line that these Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Here's Deshaun Jackson's. Nine targets. Antonio Brown has 33. In those nine targets, Deshaun Jackson's caught the ball nine times. That's every time. That's 100% success rate. 275 yards on those nine catches. That's 30 yards a catch. That's three touchdowns for this mother trucker. You can't stop him. And you look at the other receiver that they've got there. One of the reasons why Deshaun Jackson can be as wide open as Deshaun Jackson seems to be, is because Mike Evans is a freak. He has 17 catches, 230 yards, two touchdowns. I think they're going to put up a bunch of points on the Steelers. It's not who you play, it's when you play them. Do I think Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs? No, but they're playing like a playoff team right now, and the Steelers are not. Now, I do think Pittsburgh is going to win the game, and I'll get to that coming up on Monday. I'll give you my full prediction for the Steelers, well, actually, in the last segment of the show, but I'll get into why on Monday. But it is going to be an offensive slugfest. They can't run the football. That much is to be sure. But if you look at their defense, as good as Fitzpatrick's been, opposing quarterbacks have a rating of 115 and a completion percentage of 77. So you can throw the ball against these guys and put up some points. Nick Foles was one of the two quarterbacks. He loses the game, but he's not good. Yeah, I know he won the Super Bowl. He's not good. Drew Brees, though, he's a completion percentage master. 77% completion percentage for opposing teams against Tampa Bay. You can move the ball through the air on these guys. Now, that being said, they're only giving up 3.6 yards per carry on the ground. But the question there, as always, is why drive when you can fly? Gerald McCoy, he clogs the middle. Levante David is a really good sideline-to-sideline player at inside linebacker. He is what the Steelers had, you'd think, in Ryan Shazier. He's already got 18 tackles on the season. And the other thing to note about the defense for the Buccaneers is that he, the defense isn't great at getting the quarterback on the ground. 97 dropbacks for the opponents, only four sacks. So that's why I do think it's going to be a huge scoring game. I don't know what the over-under is. All I know is take the over. Jenna Lane going to be joining us coming up in about seven minutes here on the Crowley Show. She covers the Buccaneers for ESPN. But, Tom, what time is it now? And now it's time for 
The great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Now on Fridays, we're going to do something a little different here on the Crowley Show for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! We're going to look at all the games that we're not going to pick at the end of the show. We pick five at the end of every program. The loser, the person who has the worst record at the end of the year, has to do something stupid. We still haven't figured that out. But someone will do something crazy. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have that ironed out. But these are all the games that I didn't think were good enough. Talking about the end of the show that I'm going to talk about right now. You got 49ers. You got Garoppolo at the Chiefs. You're playing the best quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. I got the Chiefs rolling in that one. Raiders at Dolphins. Are the Dolphins worse than the Raiders? I don't know. But the Dolphins are 2-0 and and the Raiders are 0-2. Welcome to the National Football League in 2018. Every team is going to wind up 8-8 eight and eight, if not for a bounce here or there, if not for the exceptions. The rule is, though, all the teams are average AF. I got the Dolphins winning at home. I don't feel confident about that at all. Bills 0-2 at Vikings 1-0-1, and that game is not going to be interesting at all if not for the point spread. You've got the Vikings in the NFL favored by 16 and a half points. Again, in the NFL, you never see lines like that. It tells you how good Vegas thinks the Vikings are. It tells you how awful the Bills are. I got Vikings winning. I would not bet that game. 16 and a half, hell of a lot of points. Colts at Eagles. The return of Carson Wentz. He's back. They were all excited in Philadelphia when they unveiled the banner. They're going to be more excited in Philadelphia when Carson Wentz runs out onto the field. They win in the easy one there. Packers, 1-0-1 at Redskins. You've got our dude, Aaron Rodgers. We all love him. Who doesn't love Aaron Rodgers? His family, I guess. Doesn't matter. Against the Redskins, who are better than people think. I got the skins, actually, at home. Titans at Jags. Jags. Giants at Texans. 0-2 versus 0-2. No feel there. But I'm going to pick the Giants because I've got Saquon Barkley on my fantasy team. Chargers at Rams. Battle of Los Angeles. Fans in California. So excited. Could not be more happy about this battle taking place in week three. Rams. Bears. 1-1 at Cardinals. Cardinals, second worst team in football. The Bears, better than people think. They go on the road and win. Cowboys, 1-1 at Seahawks, 0-2 in the underachieving bowl. I get the boys going on the road in front of the 12th man winning that game. And Pats at Lions. Really? Really? The Lions stink. Matt Patricia going up against his mentor, Bill Belichick. Who do you think is going to win that one? I got Patriots. That's a great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! we got Jenna Lane coming up in a few minutes here on the Crowley Show. But first, Tom, what day is it? Uh, I think it's Friday, right? It's a damn Friday, my mother trucker. Woo! And the Adam Tickets app on free movie Fridays is back. It lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and you can skip the lines. Today, Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Burger at ATOM1. That's Burger at 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates do apply. Jenna Lane covers the Bucks. Next, Crowley Show.
Listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Buccaneers meeting lawless. No leadership, not flawless. We have something like that called the Pirates, and they don't give a sh- Simmer down. I heard you wanted to be called the Clowns, but you thought Cleveland was going to take that name, but instead they called themselves the Browns. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it is the Crowley Show. Chris tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Why doesn't ESPN Pittsburgh got the 6 p.m. happy hour with Caboli anymore on Friday night? Just keep ruining your station's popularity. This is the same guy who last week was flipping out on me, saying he would never listen to the show again. And it's a week later, and he's listening, and there's no Mark Caboli. And he knows that because he's listened, and now he's upset. I think he might be related to Mark Caboli as well. That is possible. Might have been a plant. I, could, I would not put that past Caboli to plant a tweet. Look, I love Kaboli, but I get yeah. paid by the word. So right. uh, six o'clock until seven—that's me time. Yeah, that's all you. You yeah. got a showcase. Exactly. I got to let people know what they can expect from the Crowley Show and Mark Kaboli going off and spouting on his tangents. That ain't gonna help me. Nope, not at all. It's only gonna help Mark. Love you, Mark. Jenna Lane joins us now. She covers the Bucks for ESPN. Uh, Jenna, really appreciate you taking the time today. Absolutely, absolutely. Jenna, is Ryan Fitzpatrick the greatest quarterback of all time? <laughs> if you ask some folks around here with the way Fitzmagic mania has just swept over everyone, they might tell you yes. And some of the stats, actually, when you when you look at some of the stats that he's put up in the first two weeks, and I, I obviously don't just focus solely on stats, but when there are some categories where you're talking about, you know, Dan Marino and Joe Namath, He's put up some comparable performances, but it's just two weeks. Only two weeks. I will say, looking back through the annals of NFL history, uh, he's got better numbers overall, does Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, than a Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. That's just the, of course, change in eras, but it was funny to me. Uh, Jenna, what's making him so successful? The running game really hasn't been there, but it's almost as if they don't need it. I have been trying to figure that out. I've asked him. I've asked the receivers. You know, one thing I think that it's helped him out a lot, well, first of all, the fact that, yes, he's a backup quarterback, but since training camp started, Dirk Cutter has said, this is the guy that's going to get our first team reps. Jameis did get some reps with the ones as well, but all summer long, it's been Ryan Fitzpatrick and these guys. You know, they wanted to improve his chemistry with Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and O.J. Howard and, and Chris Godwin and Cam Brate, and you really can see that, that they have done that. And I also think that this is, a big factor in this has been Todd Munkin now being the sole offensive coordinator. He used to split time between being the wide receivers coach and the offensive coordinator. He is such a detail-oriented guy. I think he's great at, at analyzing certain things. I mean, I've had some of the receivers tell me, Freddie Martino told me that, you know, you'll you'll do things that you do every single day, the way you run your routes, the way you go up to catch the ball, and, and he will break apart those things so much, you know, even down to your fingertips. And he's taken that and and really apply that to the entire offense you know he thinks that and i've seen it as well receivers are really finishing their routes you know they're showing better technique when they're going up to get the ball oj howard for instance you know get a pretty good rookie rookie season that tight end but you know there were certain things that he wanted to improve on 
Coach Munkin really wanted him to work on, on being more of a physical player. He didn't feel like he was maximizing his, his, you know, physical presence. He's such a big, big guy. It should be a huge mismatch. So they worked every day after camp practice on little things like, you know, going up to catch the ball and the fingertips and everything. And you're just really starting to see that pay off. Well, you kind of got into it there, and Jenna Lane joins us here. She covers the Bucks for ESPN. It is ESPN Pittsburgh and the Crowley Show. How does the team look to Fitzpatrick? As I said, you kind of got into that, but how does that go down when Jameis comes back, the, the franchise? Well, I think the decision will be a little bit easier for them this next week because they're going to be coming back on a shortened week. Jameis, the first practice is going to be on Wednesday, but I, I think that because it's going to be a shortened week for them and they're going to be going on the road, it makes more sense for them just to keep things moving with Fitzpatrick unless some injury happens, knock on wood, substitute. And in that case, they're going to be having a bye week right after that. And, you know, you could continue to ride the hot hand if you want. I know Sean Jackson sure wants that. He's had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games, and he's been on fire. He's already matched his touchdown total from last season. Um, and, and I asked him, I said, could you replicate that with Jameis? And he said, you know, we couldn't get it done last year, but we worked really hard at it in the offseason. But he has flat-out said, they need to keep the they need to keep the hot man in. You can't take him out. So, um, but he's also said as well. You know, we feel really fortunate about having two great quarterback options, two very capable starters. So, but personally, I think that they need to leave him in, and because everybody knows the cycle of Fitz Magic and, and how this goes, he's going to have a few great games, and then it's going to kind of level off a little bit. At that point, let the transition happen naturally. And I don't even think Jameis Winston would necessarily disagree with that. And, and keep in mind, too, he stood up in front of this team before he left, and he told them all, I hope you guys go 3-0. and I just don't think anybody thought that it was possible. But they have a chance to do it now. Yeah, you want to talk about the schedule to start the season for Tampa Bay. You go on the road, you play the Saints, and you get the world champion Philadelphia Eagles coming in. You get the Steelers, who were 13-3 and last year. I think you'd have to say that Tampa Bay is playing above what people thought that they would coming into the season. Jenny, you mentioned uh, Freddie Martino uh, in one of your earlier answers. I didn't know they had any other receivers other than Evans or Deshaun Jackson. I didn't know that they needed them. They do, and they actually uh, – Chris Godwin's a guy that you don't always hear him being talked about, but he's a guy that I really think – and actually, he's a, he's a co-starter along with Deshaun Jackson. You've got Mike Evans being the number one guy, and then he's actually listed next to Deshaun as, as the starter opposite Evans. And he's a guy that during training camp practice, this is one of the reasons why my mind has just kind of been blown with Jackson's production, is that we could see the writing on the wall. This is the last year Jackson's got and guaranteed money in his contract. And obviously you guys know about that wide receiver money and those contract situations and everything. And, and it, the writing on the wall was just, all right, you know, he's, he's getting up there in age. They couldn't get the deep ball going with Jameis last year. So after this year, most of us assumed he was on his way out. And that's the way the Bucks do the contracts anyway. They're really mostly two-year deals, even if on paper they say three. And, and Godwin was just the most consistent guy they had. He doesn't have Jackson's speed, but he's got the physicality of Evans. He competes for the ball. And since he got here and it's continued, Dirk Cutter has constantly, and Mike, and Mike Smith has done the same thing. They compare him to Roddy White. They think that he could be a Roddy White in this league. The biggest thing about Godwin is the fact that he – since he's gotten into the league, he, he just, he's pro-ready. He understands from a mental standpoint what it takes. He's, he's the last guy you have to worry about what he's doing on a Friday night or a Saturday night or anything. He just is very focused on what he's doing, and he's just so darn consistent. 
So even if Jackson does leave at some point or, or God forbid, he gets hurt, that's another guy that you have to worry about because he's, he's a really good receiver. I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. Jenna, I think a lot of the conversation around here in town has been how good the offense is for Tampa, how bad the Steelers' defense has been through two weeks. What do the Bucks bring to the table defensively? Uh, how good of a unit can this be? Well, I'll tell you what. In week one, this Bucks defense really struggled. They had a, and, and, and they're not the first, and they're not going to be the only team that struggles against Alvin Kamara. They had issues with uh, really defending the option in week one that they saw from the Saints. They had a lot of empty backfields, and they really spread this defense out. But then in week two against the Eagles, we saw a defense really, really, I think, pick it up, and, and they were able to kind of, and of course it's a different offense with the Eagles, but they were really, I think, able to just, you know, read their keys better. They were in better position to make plays, which which was a big positive because they were without Brent Grimes. And some people have said, and I've been, I, I would agree that he is, he is one of their best players on defense. At times, he has played like their best player on defense. So having him back, which we expect to have him back on Monday, that's going to be huge for them. But the fact that they did it without him this past week, I think was, was really big. Uh, they have a really young secondary though. Um, they have, especially with Grimes' injury, they had two rookies that were having to, uh, start, uh, at least if you count the nickel position as a starter, Carlton Davis and MJ Stewart. They're young guys, and, and you guys know, because Artie Burns is still a young guy, too. These young guys will have their, their kind of their growing pains. They'll give up big plays here and there, but um, they, they are definitely, I think, playing, living up to expectations, so that's good. But this is a defense that's also had to account for the loss of Vernon Hargraves. That hasn't been easy on them. Bo Allen, you know, he's the latest defensive tackle to go down. They've had some injuries there. Jason Pierre-Paul was banged up, but he's still playing. And Vita Vea, he has not practiced in seven weeks. He finally returned to practice this week. So it's going to be really interesting to see how much he can actually get out on the field because when you're a guy that came into the league at 350 pounds and you don't practice for seven weeks, it's going to take a lot to get you out on the field. I know he's lost about 15 pounds, but um, their pass rush, they definitely have guys that are banged up. So, But this defense, so they, they do have their moments, but they also have their moments on the other side of things when they do give up some explosive plays. Jenna, really good stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I will see you on Tampa on Monday. Absolutely. Sounds good. Take care. That's Jenna Lane. She covers the Bucks for ESPN. I don't know why I just did that there. I'm not going to be in Tampa on Monday. Yeah, you don't go to the game. That was a Come weird on. thing to do. That was such was that a radio like a, guy thing yeah, to do. Yeah, was that like we'll a brag to Tampa. The, the ESPN lady? Like, hey, oh, yeah, I'll be man. in Tampa. Maybe I'll see you around. Catch you know, you. I, I cover the team. Yeah. Catch say, you at the media hotel. Say hi to you in the press box. Yeah. What the hell was that? That's like when Stu Gotts called in and off the air. I was like, hey, buddy, if you're ever around, I'll buy you a beer. He's like, yeah, I'd love to see. He didn't want to see yeah, me. Yeah, he didn't want to see anything. No chance he wants to see me. Nope. That's exactly com- what just happened. <laughs> then complained about you on his national show. <laughs> he did say, oh, he's a great host. He did say that. That was a caveat. I mean, the point of the sentence he was saying was that... These guys keep asking me to come on. Well, the worst part about it was that he didn't bring it up. Dan did, yeah. which meant that Stu he had bitched about it. complaining off the air. Exactly. Right. Yeah, which is worse than complaining on the air. Sorry to inconvenience you with my friendship, Stu. Sorry to inconvenience you, Jenna. She was great, though. And uh, every week we've been having on uh, a reporter from the other side, going behind the curtain. And they've all been fabulous. And it helps you learn a lot about the other team. We can all look at the Buccaneers, look at the statistics, and you can read the stories, but get it from the horse's mouth makes things better. Plus, you get to talk to them before you see them at every stadium in the country. Exactly. You know, you get a little first impression.
Get your little feet wet a little bit. Yeah. Man, I have not been down to Raymond James Stadium since I wasn't there when Santonio Holmes cut the <laughs> touchdown in Super Bowl 43. It's been a long time since I haven't been down to Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> Me too. Coming up next, the Bud Light Happy Hour. Sands Mark Caboli, as it always has been and always will be. So suck on that, Chris. Tell you a little bit about my feelings for Baker Mayfield, too. It's a Crowley Show.